The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on Dueling Review, it is Sweet Tooth, The Return, number one. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Gus. He had antlers and lived with his father in a little cabin in the woods. His father died, and the big man with cold eyes took Gus away. Gus went on many great adventures, found friends, love, happiness, family, and acceptance. Now, years later, it begins again. A young boy with antlers and deer-like features wakes up in a bizarre and completely foreign world where the last humans struggle to survive. They tell the boy he is special, he is chosen, and that he alone can lead them back to the world dominated by the oppressive hybrids. Sweet Tooth Return is a no-rehash of the original series, but rather a bold reimagining of the Sweet Tooth mythology, taking elements of the original series and remixing them into something familiar, but totally new. A divided world, a planet long ago past the point of devastation, and at the center of it all, a child who didn't ask to be born into any of this, but who has no choice but to try and forge some life for himself. His visions and dreams may not be real at all. They may just be fiction. But they are hope, and sometimes hope is enough. Uh, what do you what do you know about Sweet Tooth? Because uh, this is the first time that I have read any Sweet Tooth. I know a lot of people love it, and a lot of people are really into it, and people are just like, we're very excited when the when the news of Sweet Tooth Return was coming out, but I know nothing about this. I know uh, it's a boy with antlers, and I don't like Lemire's art, so I've never read it. Ah, okay. Um, so here I we go, Lemire people. I love Lemire as a writer. I just don't like Lemire's art. Here we go, people. Fire up your Twitters and your emails. How dare you read a comic that you've never read anything about before and talk about it? Uh, you need to know everything about the comic that you that's come before so you understand this. If you don't, why are you reviewing this comic? Oh, I can't wait for those emails to fire up. Actually, I think the only time we do that if we were doing Charmed or Buffy. Those are the Buffy only times we that, get those emails. I've gotten that a time or two with other licensed things where you're like, Supernatural, there's 13 seasons and you'd better have watched them all before you review a comic book of Supernatural. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You know, so, that's you know, whatever has come before apparently right. was bad or maybe good, uh, but now it's not a reboot and it's not a... Um, a rehashing, but it's kind of a restart or it's maybe a return years in the future. I mean, if we're supposed to believe that, well, it seems to be 300 years in the future. Here's the thing. Sweet tooth volume one, uh, basically is about a boy who is a deer. Only he's not, he's got deer ears and he's got antlers. Yeah, He's right? a hybrid, right? Yeah. Right. And he lives in the woods with his daddy. And this is somewhere down the line after that ended. I believe that his daddy was killed and he was left in the care of Jeopard, who's a guy who's like, you know, your, your peacemaker type. You're like, I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. This is a, I think this is part of the black label. Isn't this black label comic? So, you know, it gets um, into maybe some potentially more mature themes. 
then it had been a vertigo title so yeah yeah, yeah they're but, relaunching it now yeah this is this one right here is is a uh, black label but yeah um here's the thing um Yes, I'm sure that there are a number of attempts to attract new readers with this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, because you want to keep that sweet tooth um, money rolling, and you want to have people rush out and buy uh, the previous volumes uh, and the previous stuff, the previous trades that are out there, and that's good. I think that's fine. Um, I- I'll be honest; I did not think that there was anything in this book. That was interesting enough to keep me reading beyond what we were required to read for this podcast. And I'm not saying that the book was bad. I'm not saying that the writing was bad. What I'm saying is there was nothing in this book that I found interesting that makes me want to read another issue. This is definitely a book for the fans. Also... Worth noting for you and I, uh, Netflix is... Yes, there is a series that are working on it, yeah. Yeah, Netflix is working on a Sweet Tooth series, and I feel like this is like um, The Boys, Dear Becky, where it's like, we've got a Netflix show, we need more material, more new books to come out. Now, I did not read the 40 issues of Sweet Tooth that came before, but I don't think that they ended on any type of cliffhanger. I don't feel like it got canceled early. I feel like it ended and just sort of wrapped up because it was a, it's a post-apocalyptic story. Right, know? right, right. It's one of those things where I, I say I've never read Sweet Tooth, and that's true. But, you know, I've never actually sat down and watched a whole episode of One Light to Live. But I can tell you all about Erica Kane. You know, these are things that you absorb when you when you live in pop culture the way I do. So mm-hmm. the last arc of Sweet Tooth, I believe, ended on a, a a closure note. Yeah. With the hybrid kids. And this one opens with that puzzling panel that says 300 years later. Mm-hmm. And I just boy, I don't know. I don't know if that's part and parcel of what we had been seeing, whether a 300 year time jump in the context of what that book had been before would be something. And I, like I say, I feel like this is really a book for people who love sweet tooth. Yes, I will agree with you. And that's kind of what I was getting back to earlier was that, you know, nothing in this book I found interesting. That being said, fans are going to eat this up. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you're right. And I think that the puzzling bits of the open where he's got a you know, he's having a dream and you see mm-hmm. the corpse of another humanoid with antlers. And I'm like, is this the same sweet tooth? Is this somehow a clone of the original? Because I mean, again, three centuries seems odd, especially since, you know, we're looking at a 10 year old boy who's now 300 years later, seemingly 12. And there are science fiction elements in this. I mean, he's clearly living in like a Dyson sphere with robot keepers and mutated humanoids who are trying to keep him alive as the last of the human-animal hybrid people. So I don't know. I'm not sure how much of this is a huge change either from what we saw in that previous volume. I mean, obviously, tonally it seems similar. We're at a post-apocalyptic thing. and Yeah. This boy is the last hope of something, something, something. Yeah. uh, Scott Sigler is a guy who's been around for, gosh, forever. He writes books and then he, what 
he's got a really great method for selling books. He basically reads them a chapter at a time on his Scott Sigler podcast. And mm-hmm. then by the time you hit the midway point or something, you can pre-order the book or buy the book, uh, something like that. So he sells all his books by turning them into audiobooks that he releases one chapter at a time. Right. One of the books that he did, let me see if I can find the name of the book. Um, is it alive? A light? Uh, no, that's not it. Um, so anyway, it's about a girl who wakes up on a ship and she doesn't know what's going on. She's got this strange mark on her forehead and she and a bunch of other kids all start waking up and they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Eventually, as the story goes on, they discover that they're all on a spaceship and that they've been in hibernation for who knows how long. What ends up happening is they discover that the olds keep, in order to extend their lives, imprint their brains into these young children. Essentially, they're clones of the olds. And then the olds transfer their consciousness into the youngs. And then the youngs uh, then become the, you know, the inhabitants of the olds uh, brains. And that's how it always is. This batch of kids all woke up early uh, when everyone else on the ship was was dead. And so then they start going out and, you know, doing, you know, post-apocalyptic kid things. Right. Bonk, bonk on the head. Yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, But not scary. I mean, these are good kids trying to fight uh, horrible things. This feels like that. You know, how do we know that this young sweet tooth is actually the sweet tooth that everyone knows and not somebody who has been trying to be imprinted upon by another version of an older version of many generations down the line version of Gus. And so I get this weird feeling that 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 was my takeaway is this this really feels like a Scott Ziegler story. And it wouldn't surprise me if by, you know, chapter four or five of this, we find out what's going on. Um, So, yeah, that was my my big takeaway. This is this was launched as a six issue limited. So theoretically, it should be a, a closed loop. But like I say, I don't know how the the Vertigo Sweet Tooth book ended. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's also the question of, you know, if this isn't the original Gus, is that the original Jeopard? Which kind of brings up in another question, because Jeopard was the guy protecting him in that original. He's the one who named him Sweet Tooth. Right. So, you know. Uh, I I do agree with you. I like this book more than I thought I would because well, you like I, his writing. I mean, the writing is solid. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his art though, and I I have issues a lot of times with the art because the story it's it's as though the story is kind of this dark sort of you know almost lost sort of thing where it's you know all tied together. You have the conspiracies, you have a little bit of X Files. It's not what I would say, you know, directly is, I don't know. Think, tell me somebody who writes stories about conspiracies. It's a Robert Anton, Anton Wilson story with art by, you know, Jim Davis from Garfield. And I feel like that is intentional. I feel like having the main character be this super cute deer hybrid is entirely part of the story that Josh Lemire wants to, or excuse me, Jeff Lemire wants to tell. But my boss was named Josh Lemire in a previous job. That's why I make that mistake. Well, I'm just, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I did read through the Wikipedia page 
mm. on this because I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Maybe let me just read the wiki, right. see what's going on. And it looks like the the previous series had a lot of commentary about yeah. uh, religion and spiritualism. And so right. there's also a very creepy religious vibe going on here, like cult like stuff going on in here. Yes, so, very much. you know, that's interesting as well. You know, it's I mean, there's interesting elements in here. Don't get me wrong. I think that the piece is real well written, but I will reiterate what I said again. There's nothing in here that is of interest to me beyond what we had to read. So for me, I won't be reading any further. Is Jeff Lemire a talented writer? Yes. Is Jeff Lemire a talented artist? I think so. It's not my style, but I think so. Um, am I going to read any more of this stuff? No. Am I going to re recommend it to new readers who have never re read Sweet Tooth? No. Am I going to recommend it to fans of Sweet Tooth who are dying for more Sweet Tooth? Absolutely, yes. Yep. And I 100% I agree with you on this. This is a book for people who already know and love whatever Gus's backstory is. You know, and again, I, I, I say that in jest because if you love a book, you love a book. Every character is somebody's yep. favorite character, and yep. that's perfectly yep. legit. That's fine. But this is definitely a book for people who already know what's happening. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, especially when it comes to modern DC and especially Black Label, where the Black Label books seem to be more, you know, niche things. They did a three-issue Hellblazer Limited recently that hasn't quite ended yet, I don't think, that is basically just, hey, remember the version of Hellblazer that you used to read from Vertigo back in the 2000s, Matthew? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Here's more of it. We love you. Bye. So I feel like, yes, if you are a fan of Sweet Tooth, you're probably going to want to pick this up. In fact, I'd say you're definitely going to want to pick this up. If you want to know the deal, if you want to know what's going on in this world with Gus and Jeopard and weird people and guys who have that. And robots. I would say, yeah, I would say go buy Sweet Tooth Volume 1 or borrow it from your library. Check it out. Feel it and see if it's in your wheelhouse, if it's your vibe, as my kid would say, if it's your, your shtick. You know, and if it is up to you, then I would read your way to this point rather than start here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yep. Yeah, so we ended up with this, and here comes the next thing that's going to happen. So everybody yeah. has already cooled their, cooled their jets, and they're like, okay, I've listened to these two guys. I guess I'm not going to fire off an angry email. Well, but then they're going to go, ah, but there are iTunes uh, comment sections. Here we go. These guys seem to hate everything. No, we don't hate everything. And we're not saying that we hate this book. We just say that yep. we didn't care for this book, but we know that a lot of people are going to love this book. Uh, yep. But a we are. A quality comic that is not for me is a quality comic nonetheless. Yes. And then people are saying, well, why don't you review something that you uh, like? Hey, dear listeners, that's not our, that's not up to us. It's that not is, our call. It's not our me. call. That's not how this show works. Maybe you guys need to let us know what you want us to read. And yeah. they, they, they can do this, right, Matthew? They can. Anyone listening to this show right now, anyone with a Patreon account can go to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You can look up dueling review for, I'm going to say, November 9th. 11th. November 11th, Veterans Day, 2020. And you can look at the list of comics and you can choose the book that you want us to read. So if you think that we hate everything, think about who we are. Find something oh, no. and aim it at us. No, no. Here's aim the thing. Aim it at us. Find the book you want us to review. Maybe next week from Boom Studios, it'll be Power Rangers number one. Now, I personally don't care for Power Rangers, but Matthew eats that stuff up. Like, blah, 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 blah. There's also, like 
There's also uh, Seven Secrets number four coming out next week from Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics has Bill and Ted are doomed number three of four. That's the penultimate issue for those of you keeping track. Hellboy and the BPRD, the Seven Wives Club arrives next week, as does the True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys National Anthem number two. Dynamite Entertainment has Die Namite number two. Die! That's the that's their uh, their zombie thing. Also, yeah, Vampirella it's, number it's fourteen. Their Marvel deceased zombies. Yes. Also, Vengeance of Vampirella number seven. IDW Publishing has Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World number one. Goosebumps, creepy crawly comics. Sonic the Hedgehog number thirty four and Voyage to the Stars number three. Image Comics next week. Kick Ass versus Hit Girl number one. Uh, Spawn three ten gets a second printing. Ooh. Marvel Comics next week. Amazing Spider Man number fifty two. Uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrection number four, the final issue in that series. Star Wars Darth Vader number seven, and Wolverine number seven. In all the rest category, we have Bell, Horns of the Minotaur number one from Xenoscope Entertainment. Uh, we also have Hellwitch, Forsaken number one. Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast, volume two, Night City number four. That's a no, big old long line no. thing to say. Uh, Ninja High School 178. Man, I haven't read a Ninja High School book in like 30 years. I have not read one since the Zetra men were a thing. Ninja High School only at 178, though. That seems really low. Well, it doesn't come out monthly. It comes out like three times a year. Oh, is it just quarterly? Okay, well, that would make a lot, yeah. lot more sense. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, Seven Secrets. Number three gets a second printing, and Vane, number two, arrives next week. Is that Vane with an A or Vane with an E? V-A-I-N. So ah. you can interpret that however you want. Over Carly at DC Simon's Comics time. next week, we have American Vampire uh, issue number two, Detective Comics 1030, uh, 1030, Flash 765, Injustice Year Zero number 10, and uh, let's see, Wonder Woman number 766. Those are just some of the comics. Of course, as Matthew said, point your browser to uh, patreon.com slash major spoilers. You can click the links for the full list, and then you, dear reader, our favorite people in the whole world, and our dear listeners... Yeah can then say, I want them to review this comic. Simply type it in the comment section. Get it done by Sunday. The more people who get out there and vote, the more competitive and the more fun it is. It's always great right. when, when uh, like, we get 50 people all saying, oh, well, I want this book, I want this book, or a whole bunch of you all come in together and say, no, we want Power Rangers, we want Power Rangers. Or that one person who's always like, I would like for you to review Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> Even though Stephen hates it, I would like for you to review it. And sometimes people jump on board with that as well. Uh, who knows what's going to win? I don't know. Matthew doesn't know. We'll have no idea until Sunday when I open up the comments section and I take a look at all of the comments and I say, well, this one's got the most votes. All right, here we go. And then I'll read it. And Matthew will read it. And then we'll talk about it on the next Dueling Review podcast. And maybe right. we will be able to hear Matthew say, I like that. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.